from Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season four, episode five, A Family Way. <laughs> what might this be about? Oh. Um, <laughs> written by Maggie Friedman, MAGA girl. We got some questions. I know. She wrote anti-prom. <laughs> uh, she wrote, I mean, she's she's a great writer, but this yeah. one, we're at, we have some questions about. <laughs> Directed by Nancy Malone. Um, so Nancy Malone was an actress whose career started in the 1950s, and then she oh, became wow. a director. I know. She directed episodes of Dynasty, 90210, Melrose Place, Picket Fences, many, many more. Awesome. She died. She died in 2014. Hmm. Um, but Nancy Malone. I do like that this episode was directed by a woman. Gotta say. Totally. Yeah. Um, and raised by one. And written Although. by one. Although we have questions. <laughs> yep. This originally aired on November 1st, 2000. Uh, the description from Wikipedia, Gail drops a bomb on the family by confirming she is pregnant. Hence the title. Mm -hmm. Joey discusses her lack of sexual experience with Jen, who advises her to go to a doctor for contraceptive advice. Jack begins to coach a children's soccer team and later finds himself in an awkward situation when a girl mm, is mm. making moves on him and he feels pressure to tell her he's gay. Um, I'm going to change okay. that right now. <laughs> Aaron's, that's the last, it's, that's going to be a woman. Uh, <laughs> a a grown-ass woman. <laughs> not a girl. Are you kidding me? Not at me? all. Not, not at, at all. all. Okay. Well, you change that. I'm going to tell you about what was happening. Um, November 2nd, 2000, the first resident crew enters the International Space Station. Oh, cool. Yeah. November 6, 2000, toxicologist Kristen Rossum murders her husband, Gregory DeVillers, in San Diego by poisoning him with fentanyl. She successfully passes off the crime as a suicide for several months before being charged. Wait, fentanyl is that old? I guess so. I thought that wow. was really interesting. I was, yeah, I thought it was like a newer. Uh, me too. Terrible me too. pharmaceutical. No, but Kristen Rossum murdered her husband with it in 2000. So, oh, she's a groundbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not laughing at the murder. Um, no, <laughs> no. Okay, I had to split November 7th up, so I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do a bunch of November 7th trivia because okay. it was a big fucking day. Yeah, yeah November yeah. 7th. But for I. There's a little thing that happened that it has nothing to do with the big shit that happened. So in London on November 7th, a criminal gang raids the Millennium Dome to steal the Millennium Star Diamond. But police surveillance catches them in the act. All right. So, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for next week when we will yeah. talk about. A bunch of bullshit. Um, yep. Okay. So. <laughs> Number one movie, Aaron, uh -huh. is Charlie's Angels featuring oh, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Love and that, that movie. And that marks the return of Demi Moore, right? No, that's the second that's one. the second one? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, also, just an FYI, I watched the new Charlie's Angels from 2019 with Kristen uh -huh. Stewart and Elizabeth Banks. Very fun. Oh, okay. It got okay. it got slammed. Got really bad reviews, yeah. Yeah, but I I don't know. I had fun. It was like it's not like you know, 
it's not yeah. like amazing, but it I had a great time watching it. Okay. Um, just an FYI, if anyone needs a movie. Uh, um, another mark against reviewers that always like shit on movies that are all like, women. It, it's a little feminist. Like, there's moments of like real like greatness. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, and Kristen Stewart as like the dumb hot blonde is just like <laughs> just genius casting. I mean, I must say, really funny. Okay, uh, number one song is still Come On Over by Christina. That's right. Just hanging tough right. at number one. Everything else is basically the same. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, my, okay. But so so I'm going to tell you the hot shot debut. This is according to, of course, Billboard, um, the Billboard charts, mm-hmm. was Wasn't Me by Shaggy featuring Ricardo Rick Rock Decent. <laughs> oh my god what that a, was such a funny like joke song that you would hear at the mall wasn't me <laughs> wasn't me <laughs> so i banging on the counter wasn't me oh god what a what a time what a time um we've got some good ones coming up too i kind of I snuck amazing coming amazing mm-hmm. cool cool yeah yeah keep in mind that charlie's angels was just released and think right. about what might be coming okay great great i'm, <laughs> I'm excited yeah. um, i don't know if you can handle it um <laughs> i got that lyric wrong fuck i don't think you can handle it um okay <laughs> all right Aaron. so we're gonna open at the kitchen of leary's fresh fish yeah yeah it's really weird like Okay. Well, yeah. So Dawson and Mitch are there and they're like telling Gail she should go home, you right. know, she's like been sick. And like, why is Dawson there? No idea. No idea. Um, It's I, I felt like this scene hit real differently in 2021. Well, it really hits different in 2021 because this to our international vis- listeners this is the way american society is our culture doesn't promote you staying home if you're sick and it's pretty hideous and you can see the end result of that um <laughs> hi let's call it a quirk of our culture you know <laughs> that's generous that's it's a generous. very generous you know <laughs> is that like we don't like incur like if you're sick you go to work and then you get everyone else sick and it's like like in September, if you don't have kids, you still get the back to school sickness because someone comes to work and brings it to you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I it's really know. twisted um, that we just don't see that the health of our workers is good for the health of our economy and our society. And particularly in restaurants, which don't give sick, mm-hmm. da- sick days. Mm-hmm. I worked at a restaurant and I used to go to work extremely sick um, because boring. I needed the money. Yeah. yeah notorious yeah <laughs> and um so that's not great anyway yeah. gretchen comes in to go oh, because mitch and dawson are like you know go home you you're you gonna know, get you, everyone else sick like, yeah you, you just this isn't gonna help we're gonna get sued you know like come on and yeah so gretchen busts into the kitchen and lists like a list of things that are going wrong you know, <laughs> yeah. in the restaurant. so we get like the tension of like how stressful a restaurant is and this sure. new endeavor while simultaneously seeing that the restaurant is a success you know right 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 and yeah. and like and then gail like who is we've been told is sick is like here's all the solutions yeah. <laughs> like immediately and then they're kind of like Tell Gretchen, now tell them to stop telling me to go home, you know? Right. right. And Mitch doesn't listen. I mean, thankfully, he doesn't listen and is like, no, go home. Oh, my God. And and finally, Gail concedes and is like, yeah. 
yeah. And then and then Gretchen's like, yeah, don't you get it? And Mitch is like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, like puking all more, you know, puking all the time. Like, sounds like she'll be a lot better in nine months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitch is like, shook. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mitch and Dawson both I'm are kind of shook. I'm just say it now. I don't understand why this is happening. <laughs> this storyline. <laughs> I think that's a fair. I think it's a fair <laughs> thing to say. Like Mitch never got a vasectomy. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, apparently not. I mean, like the. I was thinking about the age thing, and I was like, eh. I mean, she was probably. She's probably in her early 40s, Gail. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's it's definitely possible that but she can still get pregnant. Oh, totally. That part I can totally wrap my head around for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that part for sure. But this just <laughs> that it even happened is like mm. a lot to wrap my head around, sure. you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so after th- we go to the credits then and then afterwards we're like in the Leary house where Gail. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. This episode's going to be a lot for me, everyone. (laughs) We're going to try to get through it. Erin has her parts that she's like that about. And wait, because I'm going to have mine, too. (laughs) So (laughs) I, like, basically hid my face for half of this episode. I was, like, so embarrassed for everyone. So fucking much. Okay, so (laughs) Gail is in the bathroom at the Leary house. And, like, we don't see her. The door's closed. But we do see Mitch sounding out and you know, behind the door and you're like, okay, cool. Oh, but then Dawson Dawson's is there. there. I, like I, we know that they have really bad boundaries with Dawson, but like, <laughs> I honestly think this takes the cake. This fucking like, yeah. I and, like, I want to stress and after this moment, I will never ever think Mitch and Gail are good parents. <laughs> like, okay. And I think that even though fair. there's some like good moments of parenting in this, <laughs> yeah. I nope. No, <laughs> and I think that's fair. I also want to say that presumably these people who whose marriage has crabs crumbled and then they have gotten it back together, presumably they would be in therapy and possibly talking about how to deal with their son. And like, yeah. why is this not parenting? Up? I know. <laughs> it's okay. 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 So, so, so Mitch is like asking like, gail questions and she's like yeah, stop like, pressuring me stop. and she's like it's too quiet now and then too- she flushes the toilet and again like i don't know why she's in the whole bathroom not her like ensuite <laughs> but like great okay all great questions okay all. with the door <laughs> locked and dawson not there but okay okay and so she comes out and she's like well it's pink yeah and mitch is happy and hugs her which again don't get but okay and dawson is shook which i do get i get that too yeah and he's like I get it that's why he shouldn't be there right he shouldn't be participating in this <laughs> what the fuck yep. and then dawson's like well gotta go paint mr brooks house and mitch is like dawson aren't you gonna say congratulations <laughs> <laughs> i i just i'm stunned it's it's a lot i mean like it's a lot. I mean, yeah, you're right. Dawson shouldn't be there. And that that is the fix to this problem. But like Dawson kind of mutters out a congratulations because he's like not feeling that. And yeah, like, and like, 
I don't even know that I think that's even an appropriate response, even if he wasn't uncomfortable or anything. Like, I, I like what? I don't know. It's such a weird thing to demand your like someone to say when they just found out they're pregnant. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's so fucking bizarre. It is. It is very bizarre. Um, yeah. Well, we'll have more to say on that. Yeah. So then, here's the next awkward storyline. We're gonna go to oh Pacey's my God. amazing porch, amazing porch, yes. amazing view. Yes. Pacey and Joey are making like, out. Oh my! Making God. out. Like. like going for wow. it yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> and you're like all right good we left that toxicity of <laughs> weird boundaries now we're gonna go to pacey and joey oh no 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 oh, no, 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 no 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 you thought this was gonna be your respite from weirdness no nope. no nope okay all right <laughs> and pacey stopped like they're like going for it and then oh. he's like okay 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 we gotta stop and she's like what the fuck okay, why <laughs> yeah and, and then some weird ass shit yeah he's like well we always sit here and make out and then like at some point you stop us and then we go in and watch tv and like i just want to be the one that stops us today and then he's like he says i'm issuing a preemptive strike and then joey grabs him by the shirt collar and is like i'm issuing a counter offensive (laughs) and like what the fuck first of all this is pre-iraq and afghanistan so like we weren't like I feel like these weren't terms we were like just bandying well, about post Gulf War. Yeah, but I don't know. I felt weird. <laughs> and, like, and then Joey Pacey asked Joey if she has ever heard the term "no means no." Yeah, and she's like, "I don't think I've ever heard it from you." And like, yeah. I, and I mean, my thing is like, I'm I'm into having a conversation about like women, like consent on both sides right like i feel like so often the conversation is about feel like that's what he's saying right he's right (laughs) that's not the conversation that's happening but i i would be really into it if we were like okay pacey doesn't want to make out right now yeah like let's talk about the consent that like you know yeah but he's more talking about (laughs) controlling the the time frame in which they make out so this is more like a, a power struggle of control uh-huh. than it is like a yeah. talking about consensual sexual acts. <laughs> exactly. Because Joey looks fucking hurt and confused. Yeah. And like, so she's like protesting his weird rhetoric and she's like, <laughs> are we having a fight? Yeah. It's yeah. like, because it kind of sounds like one of those things where you like are saying something, but you like mean something else and we're really in a fight, but I, I don't know it. Like, you know, and so like, like, again, <laughs> they're trying to like figure out how to communicate with each other. Yes. <laughs> and I like this, like, you know, as we've seen as the season's going on, like, I don't like a lot of the fights that they've had, but I, you know, in, in terms of like what they're fighting about and stuff, but like that they're trying to work on this, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a cool representation. I don't know if I like the examples in which they like show it on the show. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. And I also think that if this is a thing that happens a lot where Pacey's like saying something, but they're really in a fight, yeah. <laughs> that's a huge red flag. Problem. And we really yeah. need to like have that conversation. Yeah. And, but like what she's doing, you know? Right. But he's not. Yeah. Yeah. And, we'll get we'll get back to it but that's not what he's doing he seems to just be like throwing her off mm-hmm. where she's just like what the fuck is happening right like, now what's happening you know yeah. and like 
I don't think that they're having a fight, but I do Neither think do I. that they're like having some kind of like he's having complicated feelings and he doesn't know how to talk about what he's feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and then she's like, wait, what's going on? You know, so because because honestly, bizarre. it's borderline gaslighty the thing he does where he's like, no, yeah. no, we're not having a fight. Like, we're fine. I'm just trying to watch the E! True Hollywood story of Danny Bonaducci. Yeah, and, and it's like super manipulative of like, normally you stop us from making out. So I wanted to stop us from making out. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's quite odd. Okay, so then we go to Jack and Andy. So you're like, okay, let's go to Jack and Andy. Maybe this will be a good storyline. Okay. Nope. Um, Jack is like, we're showing up at a soccer field. Jack's like, how did I get roped into this? Not sure. And Andy's like, it's me. Why do you think? It looks on your college application. Obviously. Hello. Right. So these two are going to coach a soccer team. Which I find hilarious and amazing, but also completely unbelievable. <laughs> I know. I was like, is this legal? Like, what's I, happening? These high school kids. They have no, like, it's not even like their cousins on the team. They have, like, no family member, like, yeah. associated with it. And what, no parents stepped up to do it? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like there are moments from my young childhood where, like, you realize that the adults were a bunch of high school kids. Like, uh-huh. like the... Did you ever have to go to science camp? Yeah. And like you had like a like a director kind of person. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like I realized later that that person was like a teenager because when I was in high school, they were like, do y'all want to do science camp? And I was like, <laughs> totally. oh, oh, okay, I see. So it's like there was part of me that was like, am I just not remembering this right? And I was like, no, it was always someone's dad or something. Yeah. Or someone's, someone's mom. Parent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely know like my ex-boyfriend's brother was a coach of his younger cousin's team, but like we were adults. Like, I right. mean, like he was probably like 25 when he did right, that, right, right. you know? Totally. <laughs> so Andy then like gives this hilarious Andy speech about like how soccer's going to enrich their lives. And all the yeah. kids are like, fucking shit. What the this hell? Oh, six year old, seven year old. <laughs> and Jack's like, all right, uh, we're going to have fun. Hello. Mm-hmm. And he's like, great. And like, there's a no. He's so good with the kids, yeah. Yeah. And he they're... notices this kind of like quiet girl, and he goes, he tries to bond with her, yeah. Like, and he does a lot of like the tactics that you're supposed to do, where he like crouches down and gets like eye level with her, and like mm-hmm. trying to connect with her, you know. Yeah. Um, and and like you know, he's like, okay, well, if you don't want to talk, that's fine. And she says thanks, and he's like, I don't know, I heard talking. Like he's just like kind of this yeah, great, yeah, yeah. like. You know, she's not super sold on the soccer, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. but he's like a charismatic, yeah. like, leader, not in a dark way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a cult leader, just a fucking soccer yeah. coach. Yeah. Like a good teacher, you know, vibe. Yeah. So we-, we go to, like, probably the best storyline yeah. of this episode because there are so many horrible storylines but <laughs> yes yes and we're at mr brooks's house and yeah dawson's painting the house yeah and mr brooks comes out to be a dick and critique he's everything. just like an old dawson i'm like dawson yeah. this is who you're gonna turn out to be <laughs> true true and he's like mr brooks thinks that dawson is like distracted by high school shit like yeah. not that his mother is pregnant 
Yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. fair assumption, Mr. Brooks. <laughs> and, like, yeah, because Dawson is just painting the same part, like, yeah. over and over. And Mr. Yeah, Brooks yeah. is like, thank God I'm not paying you. What are you distracted by stupid ass shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Dawson's, like, legit met his match, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So Mr. Brooks kind of, like, looks over. And for some reason, Dawson has bought brought a stack of his photos. I mean... <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah, just go with it, Aaron. <laughs> this is the least questionable thing that happens in this episode. So I know. <laughs> let's not question it. And, and he, Mr. Brooks like picks him up and he just starts railing into them. He's like, terrible, <laughs> ugly. But you think you're an artist? What the fuck's wrong with you? And Ugh. Dawson's like, why Ugh. are you touching my personal property? And Mr. Brooks is like, you're here because you stole my boat and crashed it. So let's not discuss personal yeah. property. And honestly, these two kind of deserve each other. They do. Say. I'm telling you, Mr. Brooks is old Dawson. <laughs> I know. It's and great. then he, he looks at Dawson. He's like looking at him and he's like, Dawson, you're cold and unemotional. And I was like, <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> he gets me. <laughs> he gets Dawson. Like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, there's no spark. <laughs> And, like, this is the thing is that, like, I mean, we do see Dawson's art be criticized quite a bit, but we also see people fawn all over him. So I'm yeah, always really, into when his art gets criticized. I completely agree. Like, we traditionally just see people be like, Dawson's amazing. Even, like, Nikki, who was, like, we saw other people respond to her filmmaking, like, super positively. She meets Dawson, and she thinks he's a good filmmaker, <laughs> even though the only film she saw, she, like, railed into herself, yeah, you know? Yeah. she was like, it's terrible. And so yeah. that is how we traditionally mm -hmm. see people interact with Dawson's filmmaking, is like, sure. you're so amazing, you know? Yeah. And, of course, like, I think adults should be doing that to young kids, but, like, even his peers would do it, and then yeah. that's why he had a hard time when, like, people did rail into his, you know? Yeah. Blair his Witch knockoff, knock you know. His bad, his Blair, bad Blair Witch movie and then his weirdo Joey fantasy movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this so, is interesting, though, because you see him be mad, but he almost receives it differently because it's coming from a man. And like an older man, I think. Like there's something about Mr. Brooks that like Dawson. Yeah, he's annoyed that the guy is like and he like takes the photos back. But <laughs> like he's also... But he doesn't like, like storm huh. off and be an asshole like the way he yeah. was to Nikki and Miss Kennedy. Yeah, oh God, Miss Kennedy. Hoo <laughs> hoo. Um. So we go to the cafeteria where Jen finds her friend Joey. I friend, know. Friend Joey. I know. <clears throat> confirmed. And Joey, she can tell, is like not. He's like, yeah, doing that test was pretty fucked up. You know. Um. I can't believe I got a B minus. What'd you get? Like thinking that that's <laughs> what the problem yeah. was. Joey's like. I think I set the curve. <laughs> and Jen's like, okay, so what else could this be? <laughs> right. What's and going on? She literally is like, what's happening? And Joey says the best thing. The best thing. She says, the mashed potatoes are cold. And then she busts out this line that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mashed potatoes are cold and so am I. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Incredible work. Incredible the fact that she said it with a straight face is like really something. perfect. <laughs> and perfect. I just wanted to refer back, like remember in seasons one and two, when I really like was talking a lot about how Joey is constantly referred to or refers to herself as a prude. 
Um, hey, we're back. Um, we're going to talk about that more. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Jen's the slut. So the only person she can talk to is Jen. Right. Of course. And so then Jen's like, oh, this is about sex. <laughs> Joey's like, is that obvious? And Jen's like, I mean, most things are about sex <laughs> yeah it usually is yeah and then Joey like really does open up to Jen yeah. which I loved I, I mean don't know me they wrong. have this really great conversation like yeah this would be the best this is the best scene in the episode it would be the best storyline except for this only time we see Jen yeah. so <laughs> so it falls off a steep yeah. cliff after this yeah <laughs> get ready so <laughs> so Je- Joey's like you know she's worried that Pacey is like starting to get impatient and Jen who knows Pacey well is like uh, no no, that's not true. Like, yeah, he, no, he loves you. And like, he's not definitely like she know because they are similar. Joey and or sorry, Jen and Pacey. Then yeah. in so far as like they're the sluts and blah, blah, blah. But they <laughs> get each other because they know that's not true. Like yeah. that, like, yes, Pacey likes having sex just like Jen does. But they're not like completely myopically driven, you know, yeah. about sex. You know, they're like, not that's fuck not, boys. Like, Neither of yeah, them are fuck boys. Exactly. Yeah. And Jen's like straight up like, do you want to have sex with Pacey? Like she's like, so it's like, let's just get to this. Like, do you want to have sex? Yeah. Like stop thinking about all this other stuff. Like you're saying Pacey's getting impatient. Like, no, she's reiterating the question that Pacey did in third season. It's like, what do you want? Yep. And, and Joey's like, yeah, I mean, I want to have sex, but like, I don't know if I'm ready and then she says, like, this thing that I totally, I remember relating to so deeply I in high school. I remember this relating yeah. so much, you know? Yeah. Because this, she totally spins about the thing that every middle class girl, probably every girl, but spins about. But, like, it's like, because your parents always tell you when you're ready because, yeah. like, that they're trying to, like, give you positive boundaries about sex. But you're like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck does that mean? And yeah. so it's always like how do I know if I'm ready? Like one day I think I'm ready. The next day I don't. And I just start spinning and like, I don't know, like, right. what the fuck? like I want to have sex. Of course I do. But then like, you know, like, but then there's all these other problems and like, is it now or should I wait? Like, yeah, should I, yeah. you know, like, what am I waiting for? Why am I waiting? Is this a stupid construct? But like, Oh God, it does seem like a big deal. Like what right. the fuck, you know? And she starts spinning and Jen's like, you know what I think you need to do is just go to the free clinic and like, you'll never know if you're ready because no one knows, but you will feel better if you're prepared. Yeah. And I like, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge that like one of the problems with the way that television tells teens losing virginity stories is the fact that it's like, we make out and then we bone. Yeah. And there's like nothing that happens in between. Right. And I'm like, the, the thing of it is, is that like, cause I was really thinking about like, okay, you know, when did I when did I actually have sex for the first time and then when did I think that I knew that I was ready or when did I because I remember having that feeling of like am yeah. I ready I don't know it's nerve-wracking there's like there's yeah. a lot going on you have to be naked in front of people like it's I mean so like honestly I'm 38 yeah. sex is still nerve-wracking sometimes because you have to take off your fucking clothes like, <laughs> totally. it's like yeah you know it's it's like that's a vulnerable thing yeah um and so like but I was thinking about it and I was like, but the problem is, is that in real life, you're doing other stuff, right? Like right. there's, there's like, there's hand jobs and there's blow jobs and there's, you know, fingers and all different kinds of things. And like, 
So it, well, it's hard it, to you betray that without it. being gratuitous, I think. To be I honest. agree with you, but also I I hate that we don't have any of that conversation of like, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get more to it later. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like, I think that it really does a disservice to people who are ki- like teenagers, and like, mm-hmm. think of what the sex ed we were having at the time. I'm gonna get into that in a second too. Mm-hmm. But like, you know that like we're having like. It's we're right on the cusp of going into abstinence only education. Like we didn't yeah. have abstinence only, but yeah, like, yeah. A few Jul- years later, that's Julie what we have. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, but a few years later, that's what we have, and it's like yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. <laughs> right, <laughs> <The> history's mysteries. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but um, but so you know we're then you're watching these media representations and like making out and then sex. And there's no even talk of the fact that like anyone's touching anything else. Right. You know what I mean? I think you can do that in a non-gratuitous way. Right. I think they talk about it in this episode, but I definitely hear you. I mean, I obviously like this storytelling and like, this is similar to my experience. Like, whereas like, that is true. Everyone I knew at a certain point would go to Planned Parenthood and like give you a paper bag filled with a year supply of the pill and like (laughs) they would condoms and everything and it did feel like the first step you took on your path to like being quote unquote ready you know sure 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 I I mean I don't get me wrong I love that too but yeah I just feel like there's other conversations that have to happen in this episode and one of them is how teen sexuality is portrayed which I Mm -hmm. think is like it's fictional on this show you know on all shows so Jen is like Jen's just like you know being prepared will help you like feel better about this like this is the one thing you have control over in this situation like you know is like whether or not you're prepared for one of the concerns you have of getting pregnant and I think eliminate that concern you might feel better right and Jen, and then they both cheers their Nantucket Nectar's juices, <laughs> which is such a '90s mood. Oh boy! Totally. <laughs> Did they still make that? I was looking I at no that idea. like, do they still have that? I don't know, but that was like, oh god, I drank so much of that in the '90s or the aughts. Um, and then <laughs> Snapple was the '90s. Um, <laughs> and then and then they go, oh, to responsible sexual gratification, and just like give me this Sex in the City I reboot. Know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need Samantha. Give me these two. Or like, yeah. And I just feel like, give me this quote slutty Jen, you know, oh, totally. the one who's just like normalizing of like, no, that's not what Pacey wants. Like you can want sex and like not be a total creep, you know? And then also like, just like there are ways in which you can like per- make yourself feel better about yeah. like a lot of the risk factors that are at play from having sex. Yeah. I have to note that Joey says to womanhood, which made me want to crawl in a hole and die. But um, <laughs> we'll move past it. So, so then we jump cut just in case we didn't like really, you know, get what the stakes are when you start having sex. We jump mm-hmm. cut to the OBGYN's office yeah. <laughs> where Gail is like waiting for the doctor so that they yeah, can and like. Mitch is there. Yeah, Mitch is there. And like, which is really nice, I think. That oh, seems totally. like they dropped everything and went to the doctor. You know, yeah, 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 totally, totally. And like, Mitch is like trying to be comforting to Gail about like what Dawson, how Dawson reacted. Yeah, and Gail's like, 
I got some thoughts about whether or not we should actually do this. Yeah. She's just worried about what it means to have a newborn. She's like, I don't know. This is, this is what I mean. It's like, it's kind of hard to imagine that they're even in this situation. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. And, but she's like, you know, we're in debt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dawson's going to college. Yes. I will have questions about those two things being put right next to each other later in this season. (laughs) Um, She's like, we're not 25. Like, do mm-hmm. we even have the stamina to do this? And then, like, it's 20 more years of, like, yeah. having a kid at home. And, like, yeah. we just got back together. Like, Yeah, and, like, we're still, like, on shaky ground within mm-hmm. our relationship. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we, we're stable, but, like, we're still, quote, new, essentially. We've only been married yeah. for a few months now. <laughs> and, like, and Mitch is six, kind of avoiding. Six, six months. Yeah, yeah. Mitch is avoiding the issue, you know, and like, you know, he's like, what we can do. It'll be great. You know? And like to Mitch's credit, I do think he's being supportive in the way he thinks he should be, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, I want to like say that, you know, and they're not having like even Mitch can lean into anger and they're not, they're having like a really decent, a good conversation. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. totally. Totally. And Mitch is, or Gail's just like, look, because the thing is like, if I am pregnant, I don't, that doesn't mean it has to stay that way. Right. And she says, if I were going to make that decision right now, I wouldn't. Yeah. And like, I just want to say that like in 2000, this was a huge fucking deal. I completely agree. Like, <laughs> I remember watching this and being like, oh my God, amazing. They're going to have this abortion storyline that isn't like a 16 year old gets pregnant and has an abortion. It's just like right. a woman decides that she doesn't want to, you know, be a pregnant baby. anymore. And I, I just think that like, also we don't normalize even this storytelling to this day of, of married people having abortions, Which, you know, like, isn't it the most abortions are for people who are married or, or a, a big chunk. I didn't, I didn't look up the yeah. statistics. So it's hard to get a lot of really healthy yeah. data. Yeah. Um, but there's, but stuff. a lot but of abortions are common. given to people who it have is common. kids yes, already you know. and are yes, married. It's common like, to have it if you have a kid already. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're, um, you know, married. But uh, right, right, right. They don't always gather that data either. Right. Um, but, but uh, anyways, it it is common, but it's not normalized. And right. even amongst women themselves, they would be more likely to feel like because they're married, they can't or they shouldn't have an abortion. Yeah, they you know? have to have a baby. Yeah, because of society, you know. Right. Um, it, if that's their choice, that's their choice. But like, if it's a societal pressure, like, can we dismantle that? <laughs> totally. And actually, I looked up the thing that I did look up was like how many abortion storylines had really been on TV since. Roe v. Wade passed mm-hmm. and like it's almost none like this right. was not there were very few there's a great episode of Maud that's a very famous episode um I mean shout out to uh 90210's Susan yeah. played by Buffy's Emma Caulfield who yeah had an abortion on that show but like at this point not a lot and a lot of times we see a storyline that we're going to talk about in a second so I'm not going to say it right now but yeah um but anyway, so yeah, big deal that they are even talking about this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So credit, credit, you know, totally. we got to give this episode credit where it's due because it doesn't deserve a lot of credit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's one spot. Um, and then uh, we go to the, the soccer field and this like old lady, she's not old, but she's like, old. she's like, 
you th- you think it's a, a kid's parent, a yeah. mom. Yeah. You know, she comes up to Jack and she just starts hitting on him. <laughs> oh, I mean, like brazenly hitting on like, him. Just hitting on him. It's like super like cougar trope, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's and- got like a crop top. And I like I don't I wear crop tops nearly every day. But like even the way they dress her is just like I'm a cougar. And you're like, whoa, OK. <laughs> oh, OK. But she tells us that she's 28. Yes. And so. She's- Yes. <laughs> and she's like, how old are you? <laughs> and he's like 18. And she's like, good. You know, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> and oh my gosh. And she then, yes, I know. And then she reveals that she's actually the older sister of that girl that Molly, yeah. that Molly, the girl that Jack was trying to bond with, you know, yeah. on the soccer team. And she was like, oh, my mom had me when she was 21, which I don't know why she's saying that. I guess I, maybe to like to like, be like Gail could do it, you know. She but also, like, this is then, why like, we're so different yeah. in age, you know? And then Molly when she was, like, 41 or something yeah. like that, you know? And you're like, okay. okay. <laughs> and, like, Jax really tries to be polite about it. Like, and, he, you know, he, like, kind of, like, tries to kindly be like, eh, I'm not really interested, but thank you. Yeah, he's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and, like, you he's know. so uncomfortable. It's super sad. It's He's super uncomfortable because, like, you get the vibe that it's not because she's hitting on him. It's because he doesn't feel like he can say he's gay, you right. know? Right. And she's like... Whereas we're uncomfortable because she's hitting on him. And, like, n- look it. I I mean, I'm all for women, like, going for what they want, right? Mm-hmm. But then if... But, but if someone is like, no like, thanks, not I'm not interested. Yeah, then you're like, like okay. Okay. Right. I'm going to walk, walk over to these other guys over here, you know? <laughs> like, totally. Totally. And and Jack is, he's like, you know, I'm really flattered, but like, you know, no, th- no kind of no you. thanks. Like, yeah. And she's like, oh, are you shy? And I'm coming on too strong. And Jack's like, yeah, I, like I'm shy. And, and he kind of like trails off. Like he, like he might say he's gay. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, it's so fucking weird. It's weird. And it's just, it's sad because like, I don't know, like I said, like we're supposed to take away that Jack is still uncomfortable with like being out, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas like, like I said, like me watching it and like not to center myself, but it's like this, it's uncomfortable regardless of his sexuality. Uh, You know what I mean? Totally. It's uncomfortable because he is saying no and she is not listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, before we go into the next scene, I have to say, I feel like this is one of the less talked about tragedies of song removal in this show. Okay. But there is a song removal um, because the song that's removed is called Just Another by Pete Yorn, which is a, a great song that I always actually think of. It's in the pilot of Veronica Mars. And so I always oh. think of it as a Veronica Mars song, but it's on the, the Dawson's Creek soundtrack. Oh. Volume two. <laughs> Volume How two. did they not get the rights then? I do not know, but it's like the mood of that song. It's a great song. I highly recommend downloading it if you don't already know it. Um, but like the mood of it is so matches the mood of this scene hmm. that we're gonna go into that like I can't believe they took it out. It it feels it feels tragic that that Plus we it, lost it. Like kind of adds to Gretchen's character, like Pete Yorn and like you know, yeah, <laughs> just another. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And so, so 
the scene we go into that we're supposed to have Pete Yorn over is at the fish house outside of yeah. it. Want to say this episode aired in November. Everyone's in tank tops and shorts. So I, I don't really know what season it is in Cape side, but whatever moving, moving through that. So yeah, Gretchen, like Dawson runs to Gretchen, <laughs> which is interesting, but okay. And she's propping Dawson up about his photography talent. Uh-huh, she's like, uh-huh. don't listen to that old man. Like, you're these are great. Don't worry, you know. And like, you know, just fuck that guy. And um, and he is there like taking photos of her. Well, because he says, oh no, he's right. They are bad, but I have to be bad before I can get good. Which like mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that Dawson actually kind of like hears Brooks's that's criticism. the man said it i know i know i'm just i'm, I'm reinforcing what you just <laughs> yes, said <laughs> thank you i'm trying to try to help with your point Aaron. <laughs> but yes so as gretchen is looking at these photos dawson is just taking her picture over and over again this is something that has also aged poorly <laughs> poorly very. yeah I, I get that, like in two thousand, it was kind of charming. Cultural norm to be like, "Don't take my photo," and you have to stop. Yeah, because everyone has a f- camera on them at all right. times of the day. You know, <laughs> multiple. So we have, yeah. yeah. So we have this, <laughs> like newer cultural norm that didn't exist, unfortunately, in two thousand. Right, because she's like, "Stop taking my picture," and he like keeps following her and taking her picture. Yeah. And yeah, it like in two thousand twenty-one, it's like, whoa, I was like, Fuck you, Dawson, like whoa, and then I was like, Aaron. There's more reasons to hate on him this episode. You don't need to choose this one. <laughs> it's okay. Not this hill. Not dying yep. on this hill. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, I guess it's like her lunch break because they leave like the fish house and they walk in the town and like go sit on a bench somewhere. They kind of just like walk over to the waterfront, which is near yeah. the fish house. So they're not that far away. But it's like, she's she has break. to be on her break, right? Yeah. Okay. She says it at the end. So like, okay. da- uh, the scene. So Dawson like, tells her about he gail's pregnancy yeah, yeah yeah you can fight her it's like interesting yeah you know yeah and he's like you know when i found out about this i was like upset because like my parents seem unstable and it seems irresponsible i'm like no, it's really interesting because it's totally this like white narrative that i know i personally have about parenting that like is potentially toxic but it's that it's a choice like parenting mm-hmm. is a choice you know yeah and so like but but somehow, like, pregnancy isn't a choice, <laughs> apparently, in Dawson's, like, narrative of this. Right. Like, you know, right. the, the pre- once you get pregnant, that's it. But that's the it. act of parenting is a choice and yeah. parenthood is a choice, you know. And mm. I know that I feel that way. We've had some emails come in about, like, the construct of virginity and stuff like that. And, mm. you know, with different points of view about you know, pregnancy and parenthood, which I love, obviously. Mm. So like I can relate to Dawson in this moment where he's just like, it doesn't make sense. It seems kind of irresponsible, like that they are finding that they're in this, you know, you know, potential new parenthood position. Um, Yeah. You know, however, I do think Dawson is like, you know, whatever. I don't like Dawson. So it's really hard for me, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I hear I you. Think that there are some things that he says that are just like, it, it just feel un, unnerving to me because what Gretchen does is she tells Dawson of the female perspective. Mm. She's like, well, I hear your pain, but 
all I can think about is Gail's pain and like how this must be really hard for her and how she's in this position that she probably doesn't, she doesn't know what to do. And just like how complicated this must be for Gail, the person who has found herself pregnant and you know, like your feelings are valid, but like, why aren't you considering the person who is actually in this position? Right. And I think that's like the thing, right. With Gretchen, that's so that I like Gretchen so much is, Mm -hmm. And, and like, I don't know, it's complicated where I'm like, why do the women always have to do all this emotional work um, for the men? Like, Jesus Christ, Dawson. But also, yeah. like, the fact that, like, she kind of, she, I mean, she does it gently, mm-hmm. but is kind of like, hey, bro, it's not about you. Yeah. And, like, kind of reminds him that, like, not everything is about him. And that, like, yeah. even though, like, this is something that's happening with his family, mm-hmm. it's not about him. Exactly. And, like, you can have your opinions and you can have your emotions. And but, like, you can't center them. You can center that's them the- when you're alone and dealing with them yeah. yourself. But, like, <laughs> when you're regarding or relating to your mom and talking to your mom and dealing with her, like her uh, what she's going through has to be centered because she's the one that's actually fucking happening to yeah and like and i mean i do like dawson's like i knew you were the person to talk to and like you know which i like but also like oh man again with the emotional labor thing i i I mean and then gretchen looks like pretty sad well because it's kind of like why like how did he know that what does that right. mean right because she looks excited we're gonna like, find out later it's because he's made assumptions about her that like he does with a lot of women in his life yeah but she like excuses herself and is like oh my break's over i gotta go back and it yeah. basically is like I, I like do not want to be in this conversation anymore yeah so yeah <laughs> so we go to the free clinic <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I, like I said, my experience was what Jen said, where you would go to the Planned Parenthood and get it back. This exchange is literally my experience at Planned really? Parenthood. Yes. Okay. Cause I was like, I had this moment where I was like, cause she, okay. So she walks in to this room with like, a, is it a counselor? Cause the, I thought it was a doctor, but then the woman says, doctor, she, but it's unclear, but would, yeah. let, let's just call her a doctor because okay. she's a black woman and I want her to be a doctor. Yeah, I, I'm into that. <laughs> into that um and she's like starts going down these questions about her sex life joey's sex life yeah and joey's like mortified (laughs) yes the doctor's like are you sexually active and this is kind of to your point joey's like well what do you mean yeah so like in that moment it felt to me implied that they were like at least at the oral sex place yeah 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 like they're they're doing other things yeah then the word intercourse is used far too many times for my liking (laughs) um yeah which is more which is more than zero (laughs) (laughs) the doctor is like i meant intercourse and joey's like oh no but i'm going to have intercourse which is why i'm here you know (laughs) please don't use that word around me (laughs) so gross the clinic lady then i mean look this is like 100 percent spot on for how sex ed 
was given to us. So like, yes. I want to like, like, I'm telling you, this is my experience. They're like, well, you know, you don't have to. And like, you know, you can get STDs. There's chlamydia, there's syphilis, <laughs> like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, I do know that. And I'm in total fear, which is low key why I'm still a virgin, but I'm also not going to be a virgin for my whole life, which is why I'm here. I'm trying to be responsible. And for some reason, I feel like I'm getting shame for being responsible. And that the, now I can see why people don't take this step in their like, Yep. pseudo preparation that yep. they think they can do okay a hundred percent a hundred percent that's basically what my notes were yep it doesn't age well because that was a fucked up way that they gave us sex ed but it is truth true to the way yeah. that they gave us sex ed so yeah and i like honestly like i think what the reality of this is and like I've only been able to see it like as an adult is that like my experience of going to the doctor when I was growing up was to my doctor, my doctor Mm -hmm. that knew me so they could handle you differently. But this is the experience that people have that don't have a primary care physician and they go to a clinic where they just are like, no one knows them. It's just another number, another record or whatever. So they Mm -hmm. give you, they don't give you specialized care, you know? So they're just like, well, I got to hit all these notes, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. versus yeah. like, you know, my primary, if I had gone to my primary care doctor, I wouldn't have had this experience, you know? Sure. And like the, the doctor sort of sees that Joey is like pretty uncomfortable because she starts asking about like, she's like sexual history yeah yeah and then joey's like trying to be witty she's like well i think so and the woman's like well i mean like what do you mean like is there a reason reason why why you wouldn't think so and joey's like whoa 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 you don't understand my wit okay okay (laughs) let me dial that back as a defense mechanism ma'am okay you know like that's what i mean it's like someone who knew her would like not respond that way you know no totally i think it's a great point and like Look, like the the clinic lady then like the doctor. I'm sorry, I called her the clinic lady. The doctor, I apologize. Was like, you know, look, Joey. She kind of like softens and like realizes that Joey's like freaking out and is yeah. like, she's really good. I really like this lady. Yeah. She's like, um, you know, she's I just want you to you know approach the consequences. This. Like, you know, I can talk I, to you like the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I want you to approach this with maturity and responsibility, but like you know, sex is really great too. (laughs) Like, and like, you know, so I, it's not that I don't think you should be doing this. I just like want you to be able to answer these questions and like, understand that they're ready to have these hard conversations, you know? Um, and like, and I totally think that's true. And I think that that's what your parents are trying to prepare you for, but like, you're just not when you're 16, I'm telling you, then you get handed, like in my experience in this exact moment, then they showed me how to use spermicide and I <laughs> just was like stunned. <laughs> You're like, huh. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now that's like to seem to be totally bad for you and horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. But we were but we were given so but much. But we were given like like a it, an injector filled with it. <laughs> yeah. He's like a Ugh, I'm not gonna go there. No, it please traumatized don't. <laughs> me. So no, and so she hands Joey a bag of condoms and spermicide, and yeah. just like remember that moment. Yep, yeah, that yeah. definitely happened. Yeah. Oh no. yeah, that definitely happened. Ours were in a, a like paper bag, yeah, brown paper so, bag. Like, yeah. Yes, a brown paper bag. So That's it wasn't a clear plastic bag. You know, yeah, yeah. see what was in it. Yeah, no, I remember the brown paper bag. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
Uh, so we go to the soccer field where Jack and Andy are discussing coaching and like, you know, it's like soccer practice is over and they're kind of like having a like debrief these yeah. two siblings, which is very sweet. So cute. Yeah. And Andy, like he tells Andy about Molly's sister who was hitting on him. Her name is Caroline. Yeah. Okay. And Jack's like, you got to help me because she's like not taking no for an answer. And I'm like, which is an assault. Hello. (laughs) Just so we can just so for this podcast, we can define those terms. Yes. That's an assault. Yes. (laughs) Um, Joey's like, just like tell her that you're gay. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. And and yeah, and that you're gay. Yeah. And like, I get both sides of this conversation because I think they both have a point. Yeah. Which is Jack says like, Andy like we're working with kids like people are fucking yeah, weird about this shit I'm yeah like I'm worried that being a gay soccer coach might be a problem right it's like oh yikes you know and like this is the thing is like this is a problem I always have with Jack's storyline and even at the time I did is that like they always make it about how hard it is and I'm not saying that it it wasn't hard to be out in 2000 or 99 mm-hmm. but in that or if you're a queer kid you already have that fear and then yeah. it's reinforced in the media that like it is so hard you know that like there aren't these storylines where like like there's some horrific storylines in Dawson's Creek so it's not true to life so like you wish <laughs> that there were moments that like it wasn't always this horrible thing that Jack is gay, Mm. you know? And that like, I remember it always bothering me. Like, because like I said, my parents were like, we wouldn't be have a problem if you were gay. And so then when you see every time a story of a kid coming out in the media and it's totally horrible and their parents are pieces of shit, you're like, are my parents lying to me? Is this storytelling wrong? <laughs> like what's happening here? You know? Mm-hmm. And like, they're just, I just think there's a breadth of experiences that happen and you, you just wish for queer kids at the time. And then also for Jack, that there were these storylines of like it not being totally fucked up. And, you know, and I think like, I agree with you. I think this part where he's like, look, Andy, like there's a, there is a legitimate fear. I I wish that what it was followed by was like him coming out and then everyone being like, okay, totally. Yeah. We shall see. Um, (laughs) Oh, but Jack says being like her true self and be like, yeah and like we're gonna call uncle tom our lawyer or whoever you know and they're gonna sue these people you know we're gonna like use our privilege to fuck these people up you know right and jack does say this thing which i think is like i think it's it's real and also oh boy you sweet summer child jack he's like i want to be a soccer coach not a gay civil rights crusader and like i think that's like a real feeling like why i mean it's again going back to the anti-prom episode of like why does everything have to be like fucking political um yeah you know i i I hear that totally i mean i totally hear it and i think it's true but then it's also like as we're learning and or you know that we've always known but we're like particularly learning in 2000 you know in the 2020s or whatever Mm. is that like ignoring silence is violence you know ignoring these issues and acting like not every single thing is is political a civil rights move is political is kind of problematic you know unfortunately and that's, what, that's what i mean by you sweet summer child yeah. <laughs> that was how i was wrapping that up but thank exactly. you for, for articulating yeah. it yeah totally <laughs> So then we go to Dawson's dark room. Remember, he has a whole dark room. Um, and he's oh like working, God. and here's his parents come in. 
And he like comes out and like I, I want to give him space that like he explains why he reacted the way he did when he found right. out about Gail's pregnancy. He yeah. I would like to point out to to dive on to Aaron Henley's point, does not apologize. I never heard an I'm sorry. Did not nope. say one. I was listening <laughs> for it, did not say one. Um yeah. and then Mitch is like well, yeah, so not- he's like, I overreacted, but yeah. I, I'm excited that I could have a brother or a sister. And Mitch is like, well, we're not going to keep it. Mm. And like Dawson's stunned, which is fair. Yeah. Which again, but- it's like, this is why Dawson shouldn't have been participating in this. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So it's hard for me. And I think <laughs> like, okay, I, mm. I, I cannot sympathize you know it's hard to be in this place because it's so horrific you know um of like but yes it's so horrific that they're including him in these conversations yes Mm. and so dawson is like shook and he looks at mitch Mm. and he has a conversation with mitch yes he does standing right there Uh uh-huh uh-huh and he's like wait you just made the decision in a day yeah you agree with this dad yeah. And Mitch is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good on Mitch. Good on Mitch. And then Gail's like, Dawson, he's covering for me, you know. Yeah. Um She's oh like, you know, I'm the one who made this decision. I knew I was I I was pretty sure I was pregnant for a little while and I've been thinking yeah, a lot wasn't about a day. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz Dawson's and like, you made like, this in a day. She's like, it's no. hard because like I've said before, I don't think James Vanderbeek is that good of an actor. Mm. And so his face is angry and he's she, his mom is defending her body, her choice to mm. an angry face, you know, yeah. and I can see where the anger comes from much similar. I could see where it comes from at the end of season three. But you want there to be other things there, because if it's all anger, <laughs> hard pass, bro. Mm-mm. yeah i mean true true like the thing that's interesting i i think the moments that i find interesting about this are dawson's sort of confusion right like and where he's like i'm feeling something but it feels like that's not the right thing to feel and then i don't know what to do like i i'm just confused because like i'm a teenager i don't know how to handle mm-hmm. this situation and i think that's like really fucking real yeah yeah you know? totally <laughs> like like i mean in this situation would be so confusing if my mom when i was 18 <laughs> years old was like i'm pregnant i would i would be I like stunned yeah. I mean, because my dad had a vasectomy, I remember, because there's a family yeah. joke about my brother telling my uncle that my dad got neutered. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. Um, but, like, I would have been stunned. And, like, I know myself because I would have been, like, I probably would have been. Um, I mean, I'm. A, there are similarities to me and Dawson. I would have been, like, well, aren't you going to have an abortion? Like, well, you're not going to yeah. keep it. You're, like, this doesn't make any sense, you know? Like, what? I I would have felt that way for sure. Like this, what? Why would you have a kid now? You know, right? Um, right. I don't think my mom would have, like, it, it just I couldn't. That wouldn't have happened to me. Like I said, my dad, my yeah, parents yeah, yeah. were like, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think like, uh, yeah, I don't think it would have happened to me either. I, I'm not sure, but I I also don't think I would have been led into most of this conversation. No. 
you wouldn't <laughs> like, that's what I mean is like my mom coming to me and be like I'm pregnant would mean like you're ha- like it's happening <laughs> right oh uh, right exactly that's exactly what I mean like like that's the only time I would have been let in yeah <laughs> and like maybe years later I would have been told that that happened like that things happened yeah. but yeah, like yeah, yeah. no that wasn't yeah because <laughs> my parents I mean, as as weird as my parents' boundaries could be at times, like there were definitely boundaries about shit like that. Yeah. So like I get Dawson just like having total confusion, like this is a complete life change and top of like already or senior year like we've been talking about. But like Mm -hmm. the way in which he feels like he gets to participate in the decision making is problematic. And one thing I was noticing about Dawson and this is something maybe women more are likely to say where they're like. I feel weird, but it's not my place to feel that way, Mm -hmm. you know, and you never get that like idea from Dawson of like, I have feelings about this thing. I probably shouldn't or like even if I whether or not I should or not about feelings, but I just like it, I shouldn't be wrapped up in this. Well, also, like I have feelings about this, but I understand that like it's not my place, you know, like, yeah, there are plenty of things that I have feelings about where I'm like, no one needs to hear that. My therapist yeah. can hear it, <laughs> you know, Exactly. Like, yeah. that's fine. Or like someone yeah. who has nothing to do with anything about this. Like maybe I'll go talk to someone about that, that like doesn't even know anybody that I'm talking about, you know, like fine. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it, it goes to, it goes to like this this way that women are trained to not center themselves. And in certain ways it works in our favor because we really can be there because, you know, I mean, it works against us too. Don't get me wrong, but, um, but whatever. Anyway. So Mitch, like after Dawson asked Mitch, if he agreed to this, Mm -hmm. um, Mitch is like, yeah. And when Gail says he's lying, she's like, she goes into this whole thing where she was like, I know I'm a terrible mother, aren't I? And I'm like, Gail, girl, you need therapy. Like, if we're going to have this conversation. Yeah, because like, you, she kind of, like, spins about her guilt about her affair and, like, yeah. the way in which she raised Dawson and all these things that, like, I think I, w- I totally believe her for feeling these things. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. It totally makes sense, you know? But, like, again why is she telling Dawson this? <laughs> yep. yep. And she's like, you can hate me and forever. I don't think you need to justify your decision. Like, just like, like at the beginning of this storyline, I was like, amazing. Cool. She's like, I don't think I want to have this baby. Like, you know, right. I want to have, you know, so cool. And then we get to this room where like two men are talking, like she's not in there. And yeah. then when she interjects herself, it's to explain the choice in which she's making. Right. And she says to Dawson, you can hate me forever or not understand, but this is my decision and I've made it. And like now this discussion's over and she's like upset and leaves. And there's this part of me that's like, I like that part. Like I made this decision and like you don't have a fucking say in it. But also like (sighs) I'm like the fact that we got we had to go through all that other shit to get there. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's like that's the part that's wild to me. So Anyway. Yeah, and so then Mitch goes to Dawson's room. Yeah, the next day, the next morning. And he's like, oh, um, mom wanted me to tell you that breakfast is ready. Yeah, and Dawson's a fucking dick. I know! <laughs> oh, my God! He's, like, oh all mad God. and mean, yeah. He's mad. 
And he's like, is she really going to do this? I know. And like, you know, like he and asks like, Mitch, he's like, what do you want? Or what do you think? And Mitch is like, I don't know. Like I, if she doesn't want to have this baby, like I'm not going to yeah. force her to have it. So Mitch sits on the bed and like, like, I think that Mitch is being a good father here. And like, he's like, when, you know, he's like, I don't know what I want, but it's her body and it's her decision. And like, I respect that. uh, Totally. I mean, he's a, like, he, look, we have our problems with Mitch, but right here, like, this is the way to react to this. Yes. You know, and this is what the lesson needs to be is like, my feelings, yes, are very complicated. They don't really matter right. in this decision that is being made about someone else's body. Absolutely. And like, that's the thing, right? Is like, and so, that's really the thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can have, there's two issues at play. The concept of the meaning of life and whatever life is a philosophical conversation. Mm. B someone's bodily autonomy yep 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 they're not not one issue it's two (laughs) and mitch like then like tells dawson about like don't gloss over this (laughs) well what if it's the wrong decision yeah no i know he says that and um mitch does not answer that Yeah, because, like, fuck you. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah. He's like, like, did I? So, yeah. Then he's like, he he goes in. He's like, have I ever told you about, like, you know, how hard it was for us to get pregnant with you? Yeah. And he's like, we tried for three years. And, like, you know, it almost didn't happen. And we thought it wasn't going to happen. And, like, I've always wanted to have a big family. And, like. I pictured my life with like this loud house, like filled with love. And then I finally realized I, that's exactly what I got. Yeah. Which is awesome. And he's like, look, that's it with life is that you're always these big choices that feel so huge. And like, the reality is you never know. There's no alternative universe that where you know what would have happened if you made another right. choice. This so is sliding just doors. Go, yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. go with the choice that you want to make given the data you have and the life you're at at that moment. And that right. will always be the right choice because it's the one you made. There's no going back. Exactly. And, you know, um, I don't know that it shines light on Dawson's asshole question but mm-hmm. um maybe it does but it, it also whatever it's a, I, mean, I think it's a good way to end like, that gives like a parental advice fatherly advice to yeah. any young boy that is watching this scene that feels that way right that is it like frames it what yeah. if it is the wrong choice like you know and like this concept of like you know the idea that you half own potentially the 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 a conversation the meaning of life you know that you participated in that without acknowledging the other conversation of bodily autonomy yeah 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 totally so we go to the b&b joe is like yelling about like pacey putting his laundry in and like in the basket and like she needs to stop doing that and she busts into joey's room so i guess she does joey's laundry which like okay okay i mean 
I will say that my mom didn't do all my laundry at this point, but sometimes like she would need to do loads and would just grab my laundry. Mm -hmm. So like I was kind of like, all right, I'll I'll give it to her. She put it away. Never, (laughs) ever. That's I was my note. It's like my mom always just put it on my bed, (laughs) and like it was my job to put it away. (laughs) Always. Yes. Like. Yes. Because Bessie goes into Joey's drawer to put it away, and what's there but the the bag of condoms? The plastic bag. This is why plastic. in California it was better because it was a fucking paper bag. Paper you bag. can't fucking see through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, although a paper bag in someone's drawer, I feel like in my household would have been opened. Um, because my mom would have thought it was weed. Uh, and. <laughs> she probably would have been in mine. That would have not been opened. Yeah, it would have been opened in mine. Shoot, and uh, she, my parents were not right. nosy about that stuff. Uh, I mean, my mom didn't like to go in my room because I was such a slob. So mm-hmm. she she like was like, but if if she found a paper bag in a drawer, I'm guessing she would have opened it. Really, um, I know <laughs> oh, my parents yeah. are like. If I see it, then I have to think about it and talk about it. Whatever is in there is probably something I don't want to think about. It's yeah. either condoms or dr- weed, you know, drugs, no, or, <laughs> or you know, a bottle of liquor. I just, you know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not at that <laughs> no. point where I need to care about that. Like, you yeah. know, um, that's not where I hid my contraband. So we were fine. Um, but like, but then we go to the soccer field. Back to the soccer oh, she, field. Yeah. So oh. then we walks in. And Bessie's like, oh, and like slams the door and like, and then Joey goes and was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She knows, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to soccer where Caroline is in an outfit that is all stomach. Yeah. All stomach. <laughs> and because we're like getting into the odds and she just starts back up. She's hitting on Jack again. Yeah. And, and Andy's standing right there. And so. <laughs> and she- she listened to Jack. Jack asked for help, and Andy's like, "Okay, I'm gonna help I'm him." Gonna and you, she's yeah. like, "Hey, lady, nah, basta, no." <laughs> and she tells, she says that she's Jack's girlfriend. Yeah, and like Caroline's Jack- like, "Who are you?" And and she's like, "His girlfriend." Jack and like looks like. Oh, no like, Jack's like horrified I, the help I wanted no 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 <laughs> and look sometimes this show knocks awkward comedy out of the goddamn park <laughs> and like here we are here we go and Caroline's like I thought you were his sister <laughs> and he's like oh yeah 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 I mean yeah. I am <laughs> I'm just covering for his girlfriend Natasha <laughs> <laughs> Caroline says Natasha who and Andy <laughs> Just straight faced somehow. Maintain- Meredith Monroe, tell us how you did it, girl. Maintain a straight face through this. Goes Natasha Boyardi. Boyardi. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I was crying. I know. I forgot. I thought he was just gonna say Hinstridge or like one of the actors. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And like, oh my god. <laughs> and Jack looks at her like what the fuck really, really? <laughs> and, like, and he just goes natasha boyardi <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> thanks for your Amazing. help thanks. <laughs> great oh, job this is exactly what i was asking for <laughs> uh, and like carolyn's like okay i get i get your like overprotective sister thing but jack can make his own decisions and i'm like 
girl he said no seven goddamn times decision (laughs) like what the fuck what is happening here i know this this woman is this is a look at this is a wild woman in dawson's creek in a a way that yeah i don't like (laughs) normally they're kind of fun and wild this one's not wild wild um <laughs> yeah and so jack just finally admits that he's gay he's like yeah look i'm gay like and she's like oh my god you thought i was hitting on you oh my god of course i knew you were gay what the fuck man like girl look people slip through the gaydar it's okay Nothing you're wild you're of. fucking wild wild you came on to an 18 year old so aggressively <laughs> and then now you're like i knew that yeah she's like fuck yeah. you like it's so weird that she so does weird. this so um weird. anyway and then she walks away and i'm like girl woof 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 so then we go to this very pretty bridge very yes. pretty we've never seen it before yes where Gretchen is waiting for Dawson. Yeah, and he comes up and he's like, oh, thanks for meeting me here. Like, I obviously don't want to go to your house. You yeah. get it. <laughs> she does get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's get nice. It too. Yeah, and she's like, he tells Gretchen that his mom's getting an abortion and he's like, not sure he's dealing with that that well. And like, he's like, you know, I feel awful about what they must be going through. And there's a part of me that's like, Dawson, a therapist. I know. This is for a therapist. And And she kind of says that too. She's like, well, what's the real problem here? (laughs) Yeah. Because she's like, oh, do you think like your parents are your illusions of parental infallibility finally being shattered? And he's like, no, no. Like that happened a while ago. My mom. And then she's like, (laughs) and then she's like, like, kind of like, what's your problem then? Yeah. Like, well, what's the deal? And she doesn't say it mean. She's just like, then what's the problem? Yeah, like, what's the real problem here? Like, just kind of matter of fact of, like, I'm not trying to beat around this weird-ass shit. What's happening here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And And he's... Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't. I'm sorry. He's Okay, so he admits that he thinks... He's like, well, I think that you went through something similar to what my mom's going through. And kind of, like, that's why you're back here in Cape Side. Okay. So (laughs) he is implying that he's made the decision in his mind that the reason Gretchen is back is because she had an abortion. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I mean, and he also is like asking her, I mean, aren't you here? Cause you had an abortion. I mean, like, so like what he has this problem with people's like sexuality and wanting to know about their past, you know, like, have you fucked someone have you had an abortion like are you kidding me i like i couldn't even believe i was witnessing this well because he then he because once he says this right he's like he makes this statement and then it's like but you don't have to talk about it (laughs) like that doesn't negate the fact that you just like made this wild assumption yeah (laughs) it's none of your business and like it doesn't even matter like you don't have to have an abortion to be a woman and have like an opinion on it or to like have empathy for what Gail's going through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, you know, Gretchen's kind of like, isn't that why you called me here? Like to talk about this? Like, yeah, you called me all the way down here, assumed that I had had an abortion and then tell me I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> like, What are we doing? My You're friend. Such a good guy. <laughs> 
And like, you know, he's like, I want to understand. And I like, was hoping you can help. And like, again, with this, I mean, this is what I'm talking about with the emotional labor. Like, yes. Like she has not offered any of this information to him. He's just, he's not demanding it. Like, I don't want to go that far, but yeah. he's just kind of like, you could give it to me right now. Like you could help me with this. And like, not even, I don't know. It's just fucking dark. He's like, I mean, obviously Gretchen's had an abortion and the only one who's going to help me understand this situation is someone who's had an abortion, even though technically I've claimed that my best friend my whole life is a woman. And (laughs) I still know nothing about the female experience. And I even though I have these amazing women in my Mm. life who are very emotionally intelligent and intuitive about things and could help me understand. But like I'm going to accuse someone or like imply that someone had an abortion which is just none of my business and like it's fucking bizarre but then demand that they also share their story with me yes i mean this is a lot obviously this whole conversation but it's 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 like people that have worked at a place that had a me too scandal and then people say to them did anything happen to you yeah doesn't matter Okay, so you want someone to out themselves as a potential victim and share that story with you? Yeah, yeah. Or you want them to say no and then imply that maybe like the the victims are, are should lying. be undermined? Yeah. And you also think that this is in any way any of your business? Right. <laughs> and that's the key. That's the mm-hmm. key. Um, so Gretchen admits it to him that she did get pregnant. And then she says this line, which I must call it. I know we're having a serious conversation, mm-hmm. but I have to point out that she says she got pregnant in the backseat of a geo prism, which girl, yeah. that is some skill. I know. How do you? That thing is how? so small. Is it's there even so a backseat? Only it's like so a kitten small. fits back there. Oh my God. I mean, Aaron and I are both tall people. So yeah. like, I'm like, my head is like no. at an egg, no, no, smashing into the ceiling <laughs> and or door if that's happening <laughs> no they, thanks they only have two doors <laughs> i mean that sounds like a nightmare girl oh my god oh my lord wow like what is the music that's playing <laughs> oh leonard skinner yeah <laughs> <laughs> she hates leonard skinner <sighs> we're not gonna hold that against you gretchen but okay so this i want to point out this storyline because <clears throat> this is a very 90s Mm-hmm. early aughts abortion oh, yeah. storyline which she says she had made a decision um we don't really know what the decision is yeah i assumed it was the decision to have an abortion but yeah. who knows and then she had a miscarriage before she could go through with anything and she thought she'd feel happy but she felt guilty for getting off easy and like for and then she felt guilty for feeling relieved and like this was the story always around abortion at this point yeah like because i remember feel shame for finding themselves pregnant right and on party of five i remember distinctly it happening on party of five sorry spoilers for a 30 year old television show (laughs) um but like uh julia gets pregnant at some point when she's like Mm -hmm. 16 and she's going to have an abortion and then has a miscarriage instead. It was like they couldn't, like, a main character wasn't allowed to, like, mm-hmm. actually have an abortion. Right. So glad we're past that. Yeah. Um, but. And then just the complicatedness of you feeling, like, all this societal shame about, like, you know, yeah. finding yourself pregnant when it's, like, 
<laughs> what about this dude over here who owned the geoprism and liked Leonard Skinner? I mean, like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, you know, like what's going it? on with that person, you know? Right. And like, w- did they feel any shame? What's happening here? You know, or like what, yeah. like what's the narrative around that, you know? And like, Yes, this is the still predominant narrative about like a college woman finds herself pregnant and of course she's going to have all these complicated feelings and you're yeah. like yes, of course. <laughs> but why do they have to also feel intense amount of shame about it? Right, right. It is complicated. But, you know, whatever okay so dawson is like was the decision the same as my mom's and gretchen so it says like doesn't matter does it matter yeah and he she's like or dawson's like no and like he does thank her for trusting i have it in capital he finally says thank you like you know he's like asked her to do emotional labor the whole episode and the last episode he didn't ask that but it happened you know and like he does say thank you finally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gosh just be more generous with your thank yous totally and look this location that they're at is fucking beautiful did you (laughs) hear it i'm sorry for making assumptions about you no did not did not. What I was noticing is that the location is beautiful and I cannot wait to go back to the South someday because it's I know. fucking gorgeous. <laughs> That's all I was I was like, oh, put me on an airplane. <laughs> um sorry, I'm just having a moment. Um so then here we are at the most awkward scene. I don't oh. know how this is the most awkward scene, but it is. Oh uh, by far. my god. So we're at this is like why my parents were like, we don't do B and B's because like the uh, I don't know uh, if this is how it happens, but like there's it's Bessie, Joey, Bodie, Alexander, and then like four white randoms that are at guests at the B and B sitting down for dinner this dinner is my meal, literal meal. nightmare Th- my this parents is my like, actual nightmare no no we don't do that you have to sit down and eat with strangers like in someone else's house and then there's no. like a bathroom down the hall no 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 no, 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 no. that's not for us that, nope, nope. that's not the way the Hansleys do uh, vacation and like I'll eat with strangers when I'm on an Amtrak fine yeah I'll eat with strangers at a bar. Great. Yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. there, I, I see, like, the moments in my life that I do enjoy this, and I'm not saying it's a full stop, no, but it, it's, like, I understood my parents, because it's on <laughs> top of all the other stuff, it's, like, then there's quilts everywhere, and, like, really mm. twee country stuff, and mm-hmm. then, like, you have to eat with people that like that, and... <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm you know nope okay oh no and i work in book publishing and someone always has a goddamn book if i don't make up a different job yeah, totally. it's always such a nightmare for me i'm like oh my god i do not <laughs> don't talk to me about it um so anyway joey tells bodie she was up all night studying and like like i got an a she's joey she's like, and bodie yes like, just amazing. give me more of this goddamn family for the love of god i know and so yeah, Bessie, she's like, I got an A. I was up all night studying, and Bessie's like, uh, she says she was up, pa- up all P- night at Pacey's studying, mm. and at a table in front of guests, multiple strangers. Yeah, it's like, oh, up all nights, up all night at Pacey's, huh? Okay, so here's I have, I have something to say about that, which is that in episode one of the season, Bessie was like, Dish, did you fuck d- him? D- <laughs> 
And now she's like melting down about it. Well, I also, again, much similar to like why it's unbelievable that Gail and Mitch haven't like don't didn't have a plan for like <laughs> what the situation they're in. I It's unbelievable that Bessie and Joey haven't been like having a slight dialogue about this. Right. I agree. Because like, so after three months on a boat, but Bessie's like, tell me, girl, did you bone him? Yeah. And Joey's like, no. Like, I don't know if she ever told her. I mean, she didn't tell her that we saw. Right. And then like, at that point, you- they had been together for three months. Now they've been together for like six months. Yeah. And so and you like, think, like Bessie being like the younger woman that she is would have been the one to take Joey to the free clinic, like in episode one of like, look, girl, like I just... I, yeah, you're in a serious relationship. Let's just, like, figure Things out happen. some kind of, like, contraception solutions, you know? Yeah. And, like, look, this fight happening in front of paying guests is... I, I have this moment bit. where I'm, like, I know we're reckoning with, like, how we interact with the hospitality industry right now. And I'm, like, here for that reckoning of, like, the customers aren't always right. They don't get to be, like, entitled pricks all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this seems not good. Like, yeah. This part, like, and Bessie starts like being a real asshole and like yeah. yelling. She's like, You're not ready to have sex. Yeah, and everyone and at the table like, is like, Joey's like, oh, and Joey's like, girl, you let me spend three months on a fucking boat with Pacey, and now you're coming at me yeah. with this. Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Right, and Bessie's, and Bessie's like, I didn't like, let you. Let you. And you're like, yeah, you didn't. But if this is a concern of yours, now you've had three months to, like, address this issue, lady. What's happening? Right. So they get up and go to the kitchen, which is, like, open concept. Yeah. So, like, everyone can still hear them. Yeah. And, like, and like, you're 17. You're not old enough to have sex. And Joey's, and Joey's like, like, we're not having sex. Yes. And, like, don't you think, like, I'm an old 17-year-old? Like, I, like, like, what are we talking about here? Well, because, like, Bessie says, like, you don't understand the consequences. And mm-hmm. then at that point, all the guests get up and leave the dinner, like, which, like, yeah, same girl. Go to Taco Bell, man. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Joey's, like, I'm the fucking oldest 17 in Cape Side. Like, you think I don't understand the consequences? Mm-hmm. I have to help take care of the child that lives in this house. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, like... like I've seen from you the consequences of like finding yourself pregnant. And like, even if you like quote, make the right choice or whatever, you still get shit on and shamed about. So there's like, this is all anti-women rhetoric. So like, you think, I don't know what the consequences and like, let's just be real. This is a toxic narrative in, in and of itself. Yeah. Pregnancy isn't a consequence. Like, that's no. wild that they, like, maintain this while then trying to act like all life is precious. How can it be a consequence then? I guess my thing is, like, I, I don't appreciate pregnancy as – well, I don't appreciate the scare tactic yes. version of sex ed. And, you know, as much as I think, like, yeah, sometimes if you have sex, you get pregnant. It happens. Right. You know, um, even if you're being Well, safe, because there's only happen. one option for men to use. And women have like a dozen, but so then what we have like 13 options, you know, it's just fucking bizarre. Like I, I really like personally don't understand what we don't like a vasectomy is completely reversible. Reversible. Why don't we normalize this? You know why I do know why, but I'm (laughs) just saying to people, why don't you give that a deep thought? Yeah. (laughs) Deep deep thoughts with Aaron Hensley. (laughs) Okay.
Um, I like it. I like it. Um, so then we go to back to soccer and like Molly tells Jack that Billy and Todd aren't coming because their dads <laughs> don't. Most too perfect little kid names of Billy and Todd. <laughs> Billy and like, Todd's basically... dads are homophobic pieces of shit and they're not coming anymore because they think you're dangerous. <laughs> right. So this is the part of the story that could have been changed. Yes. You know. Um, but like Jack kind of is brave about it and kind of takes it and is like, look, Molly, we're just going to play soccer and we're going to have pizza afterwards. Like we're here to and have I... fun. It's going to be and okay. And he says to her, like, I want you to know this isn't your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he's great with her. And she's like, Jack, like those people are jerks. Like, it's yeah, I, he, she's like a total, like perfect young millennial where she's just like they're fucking jerks i know you're not dangerous this is like toxic rhetoric and i don't have time for it so let's go play soccer right so then we go back to the bnb where bodie brings alexander out and then like is sitting where joey like goes to joey because she's like outside yeah like comfort okay well that was great and bodie's like well not sure that was good for repeat business which glad someone's (laughs) caring about that joey's or bodie's the only thing i was thinking about i know yeah thank you for pointing that out okay thank you and joey's just like i don't get it like what was bessie's deal yeah weird you know She's like, I'm a good kid. And Bodie's like, yeah. And I'm like, give me more of this. I know. Um, <laughs> but Joey's she's like, look, I haven't been that much trouble. Like, why is she being like this to me? Right. And she, Bodie's like, you know, she worries about you. She doesn't want you to end up like her. She wants, she wants you to have more. And like, she wants you to get out of here. And like, you know, she just wants to make sure that that happens. It's like a weird rhetoric, too, because it's like, yeah. if you have sex, you won't get out of here. <laughs> what? It's it's like there's a part of me that's or like, you have a baby. You won't get out of here. Like, yeah. what is happening? Like, what is happening? Well, I mean, it's like there's a part of me that gets it, that gets that it's like it's harder to leave when you have to also take care of a kid. Like, it's harder to, like, leave these places where you have a safety net when you have to take care of a kid but also there's like no it's like it's very binary right like if you have sex then we'll like have a kid yeah, exactly. and then you won't leave and you're like right, i just right. like like it's hard that escalated quickly at the time <laughs> yeah i like and it's like you don't know what you would have done. But at the time, I remember being like, I don't get this because if I was 17 and even like had the pill and everything, did all the things I feel like I control and found myself pregnant, I would have an abortion. Like, you don't know what you would do, but I'd already had that yeah. conversation with myself. Yeah, and like, again, you don't know what you would do. But like, because of my <laughs> class and my background, yeah. that would have been probably That's- the only choice I could have made, you know? Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that I felt like I could have made and that one that like would have been probably like pushed on me too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and also the one that I would have just wanted, like, I don't, I'm like, I don't think I would be a good, the mom I'd want to be at 17. So that doesn't really feel like a choice I would make because I was raised to think parenting is a choice. Mm. So the, even this whole thing, I'm like, I don't understand because it, like to me I'm like wait wouldn't Joey just have an abortion like I don't get it <laughs> like well, when I was watching this when I was a kid you know I was just like this is weird it is weird I also think like again you know we had seen it so little on in the media and like they don't get to just say that right like 
yeah, obviously the answer, you're right. That is the answer that would happen. But like, but like, they don't get to just say it because Joey's our hero and heroes don't have mm-hmm. abortions or haven't you heard Aaron? Right. It's like, and if they get they pregnant, it's their fault. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so jo- Joey then like has a sex talk with Bodie, which I am all about. I, I am know. All for this. I love this. I know. Cause she's like, you know, I haven't like made up my mind, but I just like wanted to be prepared and Bodie's like, you I know, I thought I was doing the responsible thing. Like, what? <laughs> She's like, I'm trying, dude. <laughs> and like, Bodie's like, you know, I can't tell you what to do, but like, if you're not ready to be prepared, you're probably not ready. And like, I was like, okay, but she is prepared. Like, that was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. There's a part of me that felt like the show wanted to like push this a little more and got hamstrung by standards and practices. It felt, mm-hmm. I, it felt like part of this storytelling was hamstrung. Yeah, because they use this weird rhetoric of just saying, quote, ready, which they've already established yeah. is like a word that 16 year olds don't know what it means. <laughs> well, it's like they've moved from ready to prepared. Yeah. Like, that's what like, we. But we still don't understand. Like, yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> okay, but she got the condom. So is that prepared? Like, what yeah, the fuck does okay. that mean? So, like, but then, th- so is, she's prepared, but does that mean she's ready? Like, okay. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, what? Um, so then we go to the Learys and Dawson like comes down to the stairs and like gives his parents this speech about like how he wants to make sure that Gail has all the facts before she makes this decision and like gives I it's, just like, it's a it's a nice speech like it's the things like, he says are yeah. really nice right like, he's like I you've been a that, great mom I like, think that he Yes. And I think that the reality is that the problem is he's starting off this conversation acting like the decision hasn't been made and that it could be changed. And this is problematic. However, I do think you would want to tell Gail, like, look, those things you said about you being a bad mom, that's not the way I feel. Right. And I want you to know that. And I didn't like that that is how you're feeling. Right. But Dawson approaches this as like, just I don't think you're making the right choice and I think I'm going to change your opinion right so it doesn't matter that it's a nice thing that he says to his mom because Mm -hmm. it comes out of a place that's like wild that's totally wild so I mean you know it's nice that he says like you were the best mom and you like never disappointed me and you made me so proud and like watching I really liked the part where he's like watching you make mistakes and then pick Mm -hmm. yourself up and like try new things like that's actually really great Right. And and I like that. I That's mean, a really yeah. nice thing to say. <laughs> I wrote down but, it's sweet, but in this context, it's impossible for me to watch. I, I And I, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, so then here we go. Now we go back to Pacey's house uh-huh. um, where we find Joey and Pacey once again, making, making out. out. Wow. And. P- Pacey goes to slow it down again, and this mm-hmm. time Joey like calls she's him like, out. Fine, fine. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm like this too." I'm like, "Okay, fine." If you're gonna have some weird ass thing, and like, okay, <laughs> all right. And okay. she's like, you know, he's kind of like, wait, wait, wait. Like when she calls his bluff, then he's like, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? And, and she's she like calls him out. She's like, were yeah. you turning the tables on me so I can feel insecure and have sex with you? Because that's kind of what it seems like and how it felt. And I'm like, girl, if that's how you think this relationship is working, you should leave it. Yeah. Like if that's what was <laughs> happening. And I, I think she's right to point out, like, it seems like you were trying to make me feel insecure. 
so that I'd fuck you and like, fuck no, you know, not that that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. And Pacey then is like, I just wanted to have the conversation. Yeah. Cause she admits she went to the free clinic and he's like, she, you know, and she's like, he's like, you did. And she's like, yeah. And well, that's this, when he's like, yeah. Cause my problem with this episode with this storyline let's let's not get into yeah. that the whole episode. <laughs> my problem with this storyline of the episode is that the whole thing is about whether or not joey and pacey are ready to have sex with each other mm-hmm. and literally they do not have a conversation about it through yeah. the whole episode that's the thing is that like yes <laughs> i mean so like, the answer is clearly about, no i mean yeah, like, like this episode's trying to talk about all the ways in which like you know that you're pro ready to have sex you know and it's yeah. like okay well you're prepared and then if you can't talk about contraception then maybe you're not ready but it's also like if you can't talk to your boyfriend about your insecurities and about the act of having sex like are you ready you know yeah i would argue no yeah like you know you don't have to be good at talking about it no, but like, totally and you're not yes. gonna be no no um, yeah. but like but like you have to be able to be like, I'm feeling weird about this, or I'm feeling, yeah. here's how I'm feeling. Yeah. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, Joey then is like, you know, look, like, yeah, okay, like, you know, if you become some like typical shitty dude about this, like, I'm gonna leave. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then he Pacey say he's straight sorry. up apologizes yeah. to her. Yeah. And it was like, I, that's not what I was trying to do. Yeah. And she's like, you don't do that shit again. Like, you'd be better than that, you know? Yeah. And then then she's like, well, you know, there's other things we can do besides sex, which good for her. Yeah, Joey, go get it. Get some, girl. Yeah. And she goes in to like kiss him. And then he's like, oh, is there other things we can do? And she, he goes in to like kind of kiss he, like, her gets on top of her yeah and get on to- like he kind of yeah gets on top of her and then just like tickle fights her <laughs> yeah i mean it's cute but also like they really did not talk about this completely like, agree <laughs> like i just want to point out that they didn't actually have the conversation they kind of just said that they should have the conversation yeah and it's weird because we did see pacey and andy kind of talk about it and andy like kind of unload her insecurities about having sex yeah. and everything you know and like they kind of had this really like more well-rounded nuanced conversation about it but since they were still like the pacey was still the b storyline they didn't have like multiple conversations about it but it still is to date like probably the most healthy conversation about virginity and sex that we've seen yep i agree so then we go back to andy and jack and like yeah they're like like, beating up the field or something yeah yeah yeah. and jack's like beating himself up for blurting out that he was gay and andy's like jack it's like not a secret (laughs) Yeah, like that's the thing that's kind of weird too is that like you would think that one of the parents of the kids on the soccer team like knew that Jack was gay. Like you know right. what I mean because of like the high school and like yeah, isn't it's, like, this a, supposed to be a small town? Like it's kind of a small town. Like you know what I mean? Like one of yeah. the parents would he would feel would have already known. Like oh the McFees, oh yeah, one of them's gay and the other's quote crazy. You know like yeah, totally. You, you know, it's super bizarre, but okay. Anyways, just go with it, Aaron. And uh, <laughs> Jack's like, you know, it's just naive to think that like people are not going to be small minded and bigoted, which is true. And like, yeah. you know, he's like, maybe I should quit. And Andy's just like, no, no, what? No, that's dumb. Like, you know, yeah. 
And then Jack's like, I'm a good person. And people will always see me differently. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Because people that decide good guys are people like Dawson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, this is also, I mean, this is definitely true. Like, because he says, do you know how that feels? And like... No, Andy kind of doesn't know how that feels. Although she a little bit does she because of does. her mental she illness just thing. Felt that way last episode, right? And so, or two but, episodes so like, ago, right? And so it's like, right with Mrs. Um, Miss Valentine. Miss Valentine, yeah. I mean, of course, these are different, and like yeah. these experiences are totally unique. But like, she can definitely empathize on a personal level to right. what Dawson, or sorry, what Jack's feeling, you know? Yeah, and yeah. like not to erode like the the specificity of what he's going through, but like, yes, we all can, you know? It's like, yeah, you're. It, remember, Jack, the pain and loneliness makes you the same, yeah. not <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and Andy gives then bad advice, which is like, give it time, it'll blow over. Um, which like <laughs> I, I actually think is terrible advice. <laughs> like I mean, it's only good advice insofar as like just stop spinning about it. Yeah, like <laughs> that's good advice. Will it blow but, over? Like, I don't know it'll blow over. <laughs> Probably not. No. We live in a really fucked up town, but like, you yeah. know, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Jackson, like, you know, I want to be alone. Can I like finish doing this by myself? And Andy's like leaves him. So I mean, it's nice that she, like, fucking listens to him and leaves. Yeah, I mean, I think that she's being supportive of him this whole episode and listening to what he wants and not being overbearing, which she does. Like, she has a tendency to do that, and they talked in the last episode that she needs to work on that, and she is working on that, and I I like that, like, the way that they're connecting and, like, trying to be better people to each other and to themselves. Yeah, Oh, and then I want to say, too, Andy's shirt, it might not be right now. It might have been the shirt she was wearing before. Um, it said booby trap on it. Oh, yeah. Someone emailed us about that. <laughs> I, like, noticed it randomly and I was like, God, that's so... Oh, God. I mean, I remember those shirts, but, like... Ugh. Yes. yes. Um, so then we go to Mr. Brooks's house where Dawson, yeah. at in the dark, is painting the outside and of his house. And he also brought a new stack of photos to leave out. Okay. Okay. And Mr. Brooks comes out and, of course, starts critiquing that new stack of photos. Trash. Trash. (laughs) Gross. And then he's like, ooh, this one. This one right here. Now we're talking. I Mm -hmm. see something here. There's a spark. There's a light. There's a complexity to it, you know? And then he, like, (laughs) walks away. And Dawson goes and flips the book. And it's, like, of course, a picture of Gretchen. Gretchen. Yeah. And Dawson uh, is grateful for Mr. Brooks' opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then we g- get this like song called Crest of Mary by Verbo, which is like much better than the song in the street streaming. We're supposed to get that song. Um, and we get this like montage. It's only half a montage. It's this is the strangest ending to an episode. It's so weird because <laughs> we've had montage endings before, but they usually yeah. go to like every single character. But this one only goes to like <laughs> some of them some of them and like so, so okay. we see the the b&b joey's doing dishes and like bessie comes up and starts helping her dry and kind of like wordlessly apologizes yeah and then like in the dark room dawson's developing photos new muse right he's developing photos of gretchen and then on the soccer field jack's just like walking around and thinking <laughs> <laughs> and then like 
Gail's like looking at like family photos and like baby <sighs> photos of Dawson and Mitch comes in and they hold hands and and it ends there. Know what that means? That's where it ends. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that episode's wild. Uh, not the best. Not the not best. The best. Doesn't Especially deal coming with... off of the best. So yeah, yeah. That's and going scary. into and another like, great one. Yeah, and it's hard because, like, every time Dawson's Creek tries to tackle these really big issues, like Principal Green and like you know a lot of the homophobia. It falls flat and like we keep saying, like, I don't know if it's just because of network TV and the restrictions of that, but it sucks to watch these like these things that are trying to be these big issues fall totally flat, you know, and it's hard. You know, I, I think that this issue of Gail having an abortion, like because it's so centered around around Dawson and how he feels and how he's trying to change his mom's mind. It is a really problematic and a disservice to this really like interesting nuanced story that could happen. And that could have been like this really compelling way for young girls, the target audience to watch this story, you know, Mm. like, okay, what if it's an adult having an abortion instead of like a college kid or a a 16 year old or something like that? What if it's just this adult that could articulate their feelings and explain and is already a parent too. So they don't even know, like, they don't even have to have that complicated choice of like, would I be a good parent? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what is parenting like or whatever, which is the traditional storytelling of it's like, the first pregnancy, uh, you know, that a a woman is having. And so like, it's this incredible opportunity that is then like told, like we barely see Gail. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's my thing the whole time. It's like, where's Gail in this? Like, yeah. Why don't we, I know this, I know the show is called Dawson's Creek. I understand that. But also Gail is a main character that we've been with for a really long time. Like why aren't we seeing her kind of go through and we've seen her go through other things. Yeah. So, like, why aren't we seeing her go through this, which is, like, a really big thing. Yeah, because, like, she has, like, two sentences with Mitch at the doctor's office. And then you wish that you had seen, like, her talk to Mitch about how it felt to have Dawson react in this way. And, like, right. you know, like, the complicatedness of that and all this stuff. And, like, you know, I do think they do some good stuff with Mitch insofar as he's he's like full stop her body her choice like Mm -hmm, yes mm -hmm. I have complicated feelings but her body her choice and I I like that you know and I think in terms of like the the representation of like seeing an adult older male just be like that especially in juxtaposition of Dawson being like what if it's the wrong choice should I try to change her opinion like you know like this kind of like more childish um approach to this really heavy issue so like those two is good but like in the end it's like oh but Dawson what a good guy man you know and you're just like oh like you know it's hard to watch no I mean I agree with you I agree with you it is it's hard to watch it's hard it's hard to watch because like to be quite frank like I don't really care what men think about abortion Um, Like I said, I think there's two complicated issues here. I can talk to anyone about the meaning of life, the complexity of creation of life. When does life begin? mm. Those really philosophical things like are one of the great mysteries of life and like something that we'll never be able to answer. And like, I can understand that maybe you think life begins at conception. I personally don't. And like, if we want to discuss that philosophically, great. But like from an 
bodily autonomy standpoint, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't your body, your choice. Think. That's and it. I don't care what men think. I don't really need your opinion. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 it's not up to you. I, yeah. I think it shouldn't be up to you. And, um, you know, I don't really care. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get an opinion on that. Um, yeah. But I mean, you can have one, but I don't want to. Or hear like it. your opinion. <laughs> share that with your boys. Talk to your boys about that. Have complicated <laughs> yeah. conversations with your boys about this. You know, yeah, like I just don't yeah, leave don't it over there. Yeah, You're exactly. talking about woman's body, her personal yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, your opinion okay. doesn't really matter. Yep. Okay. You know, um, like, yeah. again, I think the representation of Mitch was perfect because you could tell he was excited and he even kind of implies that he wanted, he wants more kids, you know, mm. but he's like, no, it's up to her. Not up to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So who are you rooting for? Um, <laughs> Jack. Gail. I'm rooting for yeah. Jack. I'm rooting for Gail. Yeah, exactly. Jen That's- was great. Jen was great. Jen was amazing. Gretchen, I mean, Gretchen seems like she went through some shit and I'm, you know, I think that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like Gretchen, like we've already talked about, but it's hard to then always have her be in service of Dawson, you know, but she's amazing. She's awesome. I mean, yeah, she obviously has some good elements she's going to bring to the table and to the stories, you know, so good. That's great. Yeah, but that's, I mean, yeah, I think everyone's kind of sucks in this episode. Yeah. I mean, like, for the oh most God. part. So. Yeah. So I, I mean, really Joey's good, him. I think. I think Joey. Yeah, I'm ready for Joey. Like, I feel like I relate to, I relate, I remember relating so much to Joey in this of just yeah, like, I don't yeah. fucking know. Oh my God. And then yeah. people like. And then it's hard because I think the adults in your life have gone all this time of telling you, like, when you're ready, blah, 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 all this stuff or whatever. And then when they're also confronted with the fact that you might be ready, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> I have feelings now. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And then there's that, like, you know, really complicated thing on the table, you know, yeah. which is obviously one of the big problems of of being a teenager is that your sexual awakening is very hard for parents to handle, you know. <laughs> yeah Hmm. yeah and i mean most of that is based around these really toxic narratives about pregnancy and about quote consequences and about like what these things mean you know and And it's like like, i mean also just like this prudishness with which we deal with sex in american society i mean it's just like it is this like overwhelming prudishness and i mean obviously i think uh, i think it's getting better and like one of the things about the scene where like joey says to pacey like there are other things we can do like there's this part of me that's like so glad that now we're like having conversations about like it's all sex like yeah you know what i mean like yeah you know and 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 erin and i implies that she's like what do you mean sexually active right right and then and then the the doctor is like intercourse that's it and you're like well (laughs) okay okay. i mean well and like what does that even mean but like um you know but uh, i mean having lived through the clinton the clinton um uh scam administration oh yeah yeah, i mean well you know the the nightly news of clinton's proclivities um you know and like the i did not have sexual insurgent insurgency fuck fuck that guy 
But but like, you know, there's all these questions about what is sex? Did you have sexual yeah. relations with that woman? And like, what does that mean? What does that entail? Yeah, I um, remember that being like a big thing on Love Line that Dr. Drew would be like, this ugh. is a disservice that we're acting like this isn't sex when it is right. like, you know, and like, I remember like listening to Love Line and being like, wow, that is so interesting and complicated. Oh, my yeah. God. Is it, se-? you know, like, what is sex? You mean like like is the first time you kind of understand what constructs are you're like oh god like you know (laughs) and I think that like I mean that's I wish that we could have had that conversation right I mean I get that like it's network television so they can't so but um but like I do wish that we could have more of that conversation because I think like that's really interesting to me and I think by broadening that definition you both like you get out of this weird like loophole thing that teenagers are in and like I have been in it as well where you're like well yeah like technically I'm a virgin because I've only done and like you know (laughs) and it's just like oh my god it's all fake fuck this shit (laughs) like yeah you know like you're (sighs) and also I mean just to add one more thing to that I think also like it it really does a disservice to teenagers because the emotional parts of engaging in those sexual activities that like back then we weren't calling sex like there are emotional parts to that stuff too and so like and so like all of that is stuff that you need to be prepared for and I feel like it was so much just like to speak from my own experience in high school like there was so much where it's like so I just did this thing because like I didn't Mm -hmm. feel ready to have sex, but like, I just figured I would do this thing and then it would be fine. And like, you're like, well, you were you ready to do that thing though? (laughs) Right. Kind of cutting yourself off from the emotion that comes from Mm -hmm. doing anything. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, sex and sexuality are vulnerable things. And Mm -hmm. like this kind of, this kind of like inability or unwillingness to acknowledge that vulnerability and like Mm -hmm. to only acknowledge it when you're actually like, having a penis inside of you yeah and like that's the only time and that's so heteronormative i mean there's like so many fucking problems with yeah. it we could be here for another hour well i mean it's like obviously the conversation is always about preparedness is about prevention of pregnancy which is you know <laughs> or, or hiv aids yeah and it's like okay that is an element but like we've been saying well what about the preparation that comes from being able to communicate <laughs> yeah i mean you that's I, that to me is like pff, that's the real thing yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, imagine, you know, kind of circling back to the conversation we've been having on the whole about the way in which we help, you know, kids that aren't going to college mm-hmm. or whatever, like, just like, why don't we even help kids learn how to have healthy relationships, you know, or like balance a checkbook mm-hmm. and like, you know, like, so you're saying that we want to prioritize in the curriculum, like, you know, teaching of the white narrative of U.S. history, but not like really functionally healthy things of like how you're going to survive in the real world. Yeah. Like those are our priorities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wait till we talk about November 7th, 2000 <laughs> next week. <laughs> We're going to have a long introduction next week. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Okay. I'm prep myself to relive that. <laughs> so, this is our listener corner from our listener corner. This is from Morgan. Um, so 
Uh, thank you, Morgan. This little personal story and then a question. Um, Joey reminds me a lot of myself in high school. Burning desire to get out of town. Orange County, California was not for me. Amen, sister. Um, <laughs> instincts that lead or amen, Morgan. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> instincts to lead with sarcasm to prevent my the image of vulnerability, uh, internalized misogyny over analysis and agony over decision making. In concept, she wants to change because she thinks that her life sucks. But when an actual big decision comes her way, she's convinced that the outcome of change will be worse than what she has now, which in fairness is how her life has gone for the past. For me, this was not the much the result of trauma, but just the way my brain was being mean and just the way teenagers feel. Mm -hmm, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Season four, uh, when she contemplates losing her virginity is painful for me to watch because it reminds me so much of myself and my situation in my senior year of high school, minus the love triangle. <laughs> I was uncomfortable discussing sexuality and I got in my head. I knew that the importance of virginity was a relic of a time when women were property. Intellectually, I knew... Uh, that having sex wouldn't completely change my life or ruin me. And yet I was in my head about how important it was and how I was terrified of squandering an important moment and also of being that vulnerable with another person, even though I loved them. Mm. That fear made me stay in my head about it. Joey's conversation about feeling ready hurts because the more I try to figure out if I was ready, the bigger the obstacle felt and all the stress of thinking about it was a real turnoff for me. I have no regrets with the way things turned out for me, but it was difficult to go through all of the this internally and not feel like I could discuss it with anyone else. Thank you for sharing that. And I completely yeah. feel you on that. I mean, like, yeah. That's the thing is I think it's hard to talk about and we don't know who to talk about and it's really mm -hmm. scary. And then we feel like shame about, you know, like a, just about having sex because we're like, is it it's supposed to be what bad girls do? Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, and like I you know, just like growing up in California, there is a little bit different experience to it, as I've understood from my friends that aren't from California, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not to say that it, there isn't this yeah. purity around it, obviously, but it's totally different um, where like there was a little bit less shame. However, it still was fucking there. And and I mean, we just live in this society that like lives to shame women for yeah. whatever fucking choice we make. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter which one we're making that we're going to yeah. get shamed for it. And I think like, like Morgan, your story, I mean, like, I, <laughs> I relate to that hardcore, um, like, totally, I, I think it seems like a lot of people had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, I, your pain I just, and loneliness makes you the same, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I think like, uh, obviously everyone's experience, the details are different, but like mm -hmm. there are these like overarching themes that are the same. And I think like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, I think we build it up as such a thing mm -hmm. and there's such a mythology about like a loss of virginity and what it's supposed to mm. look like and what it's supposed to feel like and what it might feel like and what might happen that like there's a lot that goes into it and then also i think like there's this way in which like if you're a quote unquote good girl like there's 
like there's a whole, there's like a different layer of shit i mean if you're mm-hmm. a bad girl there's a different layer of shit too yeah, but yeah. like there's like these different layers of shit of like hey i'm not supposed to want this but i do like mm-hmm. you're my body is like having yeah. reactions to things or like, like i love i love them so yeah. like yeah i should want it or i should do it because i'm good yeah. girls that are in love then they have sex you know <laughs> or yeah or i think that i should be attracted to this person i'm kind of not but Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like, i'm just gonna do it anyway exactly there's a lot going on there so morgan goes on i Mm. actually have a question from this sometimes i wonder how i might have made decisions differently if i have if i'd had sorry if i'd had dawson's creek or other tv shows as reference to major points in my history did watching Dawson's Creek or any other teen early adult shows assist you in making decisions about your life? Hmm. So I'll, I'll start. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> to me, I'll never forget it. I remember even when I was a teen and I, like, I really think it was one of the most like interesting, poignant things I ever saw in my childhood was when Sharon Chersky and Angela Chase are talking about Sharon losing her virginity. Mm -hmm. and like having sex with Kyle and in the in Angela's like a monologue in her head she's like Mm -hmm. she acknowledges that like there is this line that you see where there's people that have had sex and that that haven't and like you're at times standing on the other side of the divide and I I remember feeling that was so true and so Mm -hmm. real and a a really good way to describe that that experience you know and like this like it's complicated because there's nothing different, but then there is, you know, Mm -hmm. but to me, one of the most important things of that scene is when Sharon says, the thing is like, once you start having sex, you can't stop and it's Mm -hmm. hard to take it off the table. And I, I feel like it has never been laid out like that. And it, it should that like, that's one of the things in the decision-making too, is that like, that's why it's important to be ready as well. Because like, once you start, you kind of can't stop, you know? And like, of course you're in your position to make your choices or whatever, but like it, there is a reality to that, you know? And like, even if like you start having sex with your boyfriend and you like having sex and you want to fuck all the time, if you ever want to take it off the table, it's hard to do that, you know? And that's super, complicated and something that you really need to consider and I remember like the way like Sharon says it so like pained and like true and honest and you're like oh my god I like no why don't people say that stuff (laughs) she she says something like it kind of doesn't matter if I even want to anymore like Mm -hmm. there's this like yeah I mean for me that's that scene definitely. Mm-hmm. I will say that for me one of the biggest things it wasn't Dawson's Creek which is interesting because I like Aaron and I have said many times we were the yeah. exact same age of these characters so mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff we were like experiencing at the same time. Yeah. But actually 90210 um the the episode where Brenda loses her virginity to Dylan mm-hmm. um I I have and and it's like for people who aren't familiar, it's at the prom and like, yeah. and like the boys, I mean, listen, this aired in like 1990 or 1991. So like uh-huh. <laughs> take, take everything about 90210 with like many grains of salt. But like, um, like Steve is kind of like, oh, I got a hotel. Like he's like a real mm-hmm. creep about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, and then like Brenda, Dylan sort of tells Brenda that he got a hotel room 
and like is very like not he's pushy not, about he's it. like but only if you want like right. you know yeah right and like and she kind of has like a real moment of decision and like she decides to go and and they have sex like they do have sex and like I, I, I forget if it's before or after. I think it's after she like and Kelly are talking and like, she's like, you know, I'm, this is a person that I'm in love with. Like, mm-hmm. and like, it was great. And we had a, you know, it was a really nice time and like, blah, 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 blah. And like, there was this great thing where it was like, yeah, Brenda and Dylan had been dating all year at that point. Mm-hmm. Like they were in love with each other and they like, Brenda was like, yeah, I'm ready. And then they did it and it was fine. I mean, (laughs) over the summer, the like some Christian religious group like was really mad that like a teenager had had sex without consequences. And then in the beginning of season two, they like made Brenda have a pregnancy scare because of it, which was like some bullshit. But like, Mm -hmm. I I distinctly remember like, oh, that is a really healthy like there was just this really healthy portrayal of two teenagers yeah. and you know Dylan wasn't a virgin but like Brenda losing her virginity to him and like yeah. that actually really like this kind of like it wasn't a huge thing and it wasn't like something that they were like for months were like oh my god are we gonna fuck and Dylan wasn't putting pressure on her and like mm-hmm. there was just they did so many things right about that episode 90210 did a lot of things wrong too um, and in an, a way that I found m- fabulously entertaining um, for, ten, <laughs> for a long time. But like looking at it now, you're kind of like, woo. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I, I still think that that holds up. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing with Dawson's Creek is that like because it was the age like, we were living through those moments, it's hard to really like get the assistance there. You needed it to be like maybe one or two years yeah (laughs) because I think Casey and and Andy they do have a very similar experience you know yeah but it it doesn't incept you in the same way it only incepts you in so far as you're like oh that's what I want in this that kind of romance Mm -hmm. or whatever but like the the kind of like the setting the framework and the groundwork of like you know, seeing these representations, you're, you've already set them in a way, you know, like you've already yeah. been like, um, indoctrinated from your media experience before that. So yeah. Um, like even, like I said, like this scene was so like, I, that was my experience, but I, I watching this, I had already had that experience, you right. know? So it, yeah. it, it was, it was like, you're watching it, like being like, Oh yeah, that's how it yeah, went down. That tracks. Yep. That tracks. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's authentic. Okay. Thank yeah, you for yeah. like making me feel like that wasn't the most insane thing that I went through <laughs> and only happened to me. That I guess that's how it happens to everyone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You know. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, but yeah, I definitely my so-called life. There's so yeah. many like just good like because we were younger. We were younger than them. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like we were, yeah, we were in like your high when it came out or something. Yeah, and it started airing on MTV all the time, and that's yeah. where I got into it. Um, after it's run on ABC, and so and we were younger than Angela and her friends, and so like it was like you saw all the you saw them all go through all this stuff, and then like when you hit it, you were like, okay, I recognize this. Yeah, right? like, yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. for me, same with 90210, maybe for you too, even though that show is like a heightened reality and it's different, mm-hmm. there were moments of real like 
honesty. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you that the I so related or like connect not related because I was like a toddler or like a you know an elementary (laughs) school. But like yeah, like as a teenager or young person watching, I was like, oh, Brenda and Dylan, they're everything, you know, and like oh, that's so awesome, and that he wasn't a virgin but didn't pressure her. I remember like that being a really like something you didn't really think would happen, you know, like you kind of were told like, well, once the guy's not, doesn't have sex, then that's all he'll only want to fuck you after that, Mm -hmm. you know? And like the idea that someone would, you know, participate in your boundaries was like a good representation, I think. Um, and that like now we see more and more commonly, you know, and I think that's what happens with Pacey and Andy as well. Um, And Pacey and Joey. I mean, you know, that he's, he's had sex and he's like, yeah, sure. He didn't handle this episode all that great, but like he wasn't like, come on, yeah, you know, come on, baby, let's do it. Like, you know, yeah, I don't care what your boundaries are. He's not like doing shit like that. Yeah, because so. even when he says it, he's like, I wasn't trying to f- have do anything you're not ready for, but I wanted to yeah. start the conversation, you know. And so, yeah, yeah like you, you don't, you definitely don't walk away from this episode, even though like I don't like him in this episode, but you don't walk away thinking that he was like trying to fuck her. Right, right, right. No. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Well, this was a wild one, but. Yeah. Thanks, Morgan. Week. Thanks for that question. Yeah, thank you so much, Morgan. And for, your and for sharing your story. story. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So next week will be hopefully better. <laughs> that's a good the... one. It's a good one. We're going to talk a lot about the Chemical Brothers. Yes. So yes. put it on your playlists, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thank you everyone for listening yeah. um yeah black lives matter yep. defund the police yep. i don't know why we still see ted cruz there josh holly why are we seeing those motherfuckers that, that woman from georgia that yeah, i don't know Audrey taylor name. green thank you Ooh. Yep. Ooh. 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 you know what i've been wondering hmm. why doesn't congress have an hr department that's a great question hmm. great question hmm hmm why isn't there a federal definition of toxic workplace? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wear your mask. Now we're wearing two in America. It's not that bad. Just do it. Yeah. Wash your hands. I guess yep. there's another vaccine that we're adding into the supply Playlist. chain. So hopefully <laughs> that's all coming soon. But don't mm. forget, we shouldn't be hoarding these resources. There's a fucking world of people that mm. are struggling. Uh, so what a time to be alive. Thank you all for being here and making mm-hmm. space with us uh, yeah. for this little little special time we get to think about other shit. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. Uh, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Oh, you can, I was like, I'm forgetting one. You can email us Dawson's critique at gmail.com. Again, we're still, we're going to start, we're going to have a poll soon about what we want to use as a term for kids that aren't going to college. So get your, get your answers in now. We'll probably do that poll. Like, I don't know, in 10 days or so. Um, and so Dawson's critique at gmail.com, uh, 
We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. We have merch. I think I might make, what was that line? Mashed potatoes are cold. <laughs> I'm, I'm cold. Mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes are, are cold. cold and so, so am I. I. I think I might throw that yeah. up too. Uh, we have <laughs> merch. Dawson's critique or uh, bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. Uh, and you can order our book. I remember everything. Life, life lessons from Dawson's Creek. Uh, I know some people in the UK were getting them, so it seems like the supply chains are going back, <laughs> back. into yeah into yeah. working. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's shout out Square Books in Oxford, Mississippi, um, cool. uh, which is a great great bookstore. Um, because of course, I as I've stated previously, I miss the South and would like to go mm-hmm. back someday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcast. It helps us immensely when you do that. And thank you to those of you who have. Um, you can find me online at Pesty1079. Uh, we'd like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who in normal times records us. And good God, we can't wait to get vaccinated so that we can go back to that. Seriously. <laughs> um, uh, Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait. Oh,